This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Sock Club. This holiday season, Sock Club is delivering the perfect gift experience. These are quality American-made socks that will be delivered straight to your loved one's door, featuring different designs and a personal note every month. You can give your loved one like a, a little foot hug every Exactly. Month. You can a foot hug month after month because Sock Club <laughs> is a subscription service. Now, we have received some Sock Club socks. Yes. How many have you received? I've received five pairs. I've only received... Three. And I want to know, Sock Club, what's up? Yeah, Molly needs more foot hugs. But these are great socks. They've become the first socks that I reach for when I go for socks in the morning. So these are knit socks. Um, in, in my case, they're cotton uh, cotton blend. Um, the, the colors are great. Um, I have received three different designs. And um, yeah, they, they're kind of a mid-calf height. They stay put. Yeah. So Matthew, let's tell our listeners how they can get their hands on a foot hug. Uh, absolutely. And <laughs> you don't have to give this as a gift. You can give it as a gift to yourself. Yes. Uh, yes. You go to SockClub.com and use the code MILK at checkout for 15% off. Give Sock Club this holiday season. SockClub.com with the discount code MILK. Yep. <laughs> well, Ooh, this we is going to be weird for the rest of the show. <laughs> Wait a minute. We forgot the eggnog. Oh, that's true. Okay. okay cool. Abby, producer Abby, <laughs> could you please fetch us some eggnog? Thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. the power. What else can we make her bring us? Wow. Okay. Well, well, first, we would like to thank Alicia and Maddie and Natalie for uh, for for being funnier than we will ever this be. This morning. I mean, this <laughs> we usually record in the morning. We're up a little past our bedtimes, but it's okay. Anyway, um, also, we went. <laughs> All right, take it I'm taking it from here. I touched your butt. I got. I told, stole your energy. Okay. Um, this this is our first club show. Uh, You know, we've done shows like at a black box theater, a bookstore. Uh, We did a show at Town Hall, which was uh, was fun and very weird. Um, A lot of lot of like Town Hall subscribers came to that one. Like it was bleak at um, times. There were (laughs) like you know honored guests in front. Like uh, everyone, average age seventy five. Like what did we just walk into? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've been working to like visualize like what we wanted to be in this setting, you know, for our yeah. first time at a club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, <laughs> I, I see you've got, you've got your persona Keep all picked going. out. I was supposed to say all the things he just said. So now I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Do you want to, do you want to do my bit? No, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I was walking down Broadway the other day and I saw this flyer on a, on a telephone pole that I found very perplexing. Uh, it was a flyer for a show by Flostradamus. A- anyone who just nodded is is a hundred times cooler than I've ever been in my life because I had to Wikipedia it. So it is Flostradamus at the Tacoma Dome. I look, look this up. I'm like, okay, it's uh, it's two DJs who who collectively go by the the name Flostradamus, and I I started feeling like really scornful and superior about this for no like, reason. What is a DJ show like? Right. So you're in the Tacoma Dome. Yeah. People are in seats, presumably. So like, does this guy with headphones on like rise up out of the floor? Like, and there's a fog machine going, and like, no, it's are, two like, ladies, guys. I like, told bumping you. around. Oh, two guys. Two guys. <laughs> are they dueling? Are they like uh-huh. at, at either side? Are they in love? Maybe. Anyway, uh, do they do they come out? Are they like high fiving each other oh, and then like yes. playing music? And people are just kind of like nodding in their seats. Like, what is a DJ show? Well, th- th- I texted Molly and Abby immediately to say, "Do you know what a DJ show is?" And they both said, "No." I mean, so, like, do they take requests? <laughs> like, that's right. Can you go up there and fill out a little <laughs> slip? Like. Can you play more than a feeling? My boyfriend loves it. That's right. Or like, is it like that? Um, yeah. Could it? It could go bad at the end. One time um, at a uh, high school dance, um, the DJ did not have "Stairway to Heaven" for the final dance, which, in retrospect, <laughs> yes, he claimed he did not have it, and the dance was ruined, and nobody fell in love that night. Um, so, um, so I was, I was all like, you know. Pfft, Come on, like sitting in your seat at the Tacoma Dome. I don't care what drugs you're on. Like, how cool can that be? And then I realized what our show was like. <laughs> um, I mean, we're, we're, we're two people who call ourselves by one name. Uh-huh. But we're sitting here at a table. And, like, we, when we got the advance stuff from Barboza, it said we couldn't have a fog machine. Uh-huh. So then we were like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> we're, like, lamer than lame. Um, they also asked us if we were arriving in a trailer. And we're like, no, we have apartments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so many years ago, like so many years ago that I had to get like, uh, X's on my hands cause I wasn't allowed to drink. Trailer. This is true. I played a show upstairs with my band at Mo. And, uh, and so I was bringing like, uh, a bass and distortion pedals and a big amplifier and like cool rock stuff. So we made a list of things to bring to the show today. We, we, we brought our desktop mic stands, yeah. a tablecloth. Christmas lights uh-huh. and eggnog. Yeah, we, we uh, sent an email to make sure there would be a, an outlet to plug in our Christmas lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, on the on the like advanced stuff, they told us that we would have an hour for setup and sound check, which for us was basically like plugging in the Christmas lights. <laughs> which we did not have the flashing Christmas lights. You'll notice, like we, that's that level of pyrotechnics is beyond us. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, these Christmas lights bring us to the theme of tonight's show. So should we should we should we do our thing? Should we do the thing that that the, the thing that the, brings the, out the people? The thing that, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that brings the boys to the yard. Yes, and they're like, I don't know, I haven't this had my show is better than yours. No, um, go on. I'm Matthew and I'm Molly and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today's theme is holiday parties. Happy November, everybody. And see, I didn't play with the slogan. 
So, um, you know, as, as usual, we're going to start on, on memory lane, as one does. And um, uh, which, actually, Matthew, would you, can we pour some eggnog? Oh, yeah, for sure. Great. Okay. So, uh, so Matthew, like, what, what, these were, the, eggnog what glasses? were the holiday parties of your youth? So, <laughs> Wait, you have to open oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's past my bedtime. So the holiday parties of my youth, I mostly remember like there being very strict segregation between the children and the adults. Um, and like there, I, I do remember getting uh, sent, you know, to uh, sit at the kids' table, which was probably, you know, in retrospect, probably much better than whatever the adults were doing, um, which, which I found very, you know, kind of, I wanted to know what the adults were up to, but then every time I would like walk through the living room where the adults were talking, I'm like, I don't understand any of this, and well, it like, seems really what boring. What did grown-ups talk about at these? Was it like, oh, well, Ted's up for a promotion, but he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Like, is that what it's like? Well, I think it is, because now, now that I'm 41, which is the age that was given, <laughs> given by <laughs> Natalie and Maddie as an example of really old... <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of bullshit I talk about. <laughs> I'm not fun at parties. Well, uh, the Christmas parties of, of my youth that I remember mostly took place at the home of some friends uh, whose last name was Fretwell. And there is never going to be a better last name than Fretwell. Anyway, they had a big Christmas tree that was in the corner of the den. And it was always strung with these... Um, it was like a, a strand of plastic Fruit Loops that, that was very long and went all the way to the top of the tree. But the best part is this corner that it was in, they always left just enough room behind it so that we could get back there. And now as an adult, I'm like so many missed opportunities behind this Christmas tree. We were so... We were so good. We just How? got behind the Christmas tree and, like, I don't know, like, took our teddy bears back there. <laughs> like, we didn't take any, like, velvet pillows from, like, Maddie's <laughs> sofa or, like, I didn't take Eli Hellman back there. I mean, all the things I could have done back when I could fit behind that Christmas tree. Is that where you were hiding when he came in? <laughs> I wish. No, wait a minute. You just said plastic Fruit Loops and everyone just let that go by. Like, oh, yeah, we all know what plastic Fruit Loops are. <laughs> It's like, I mean, like, I'm sure that there are some people here who in the past few years have gotten really into, like, stringing popcorn or cranberries on, a, like, a garland. Oh, if you're one of those people, raise your hand. Okay, yes. we got one. Producer Abby. Producer Abby. No, this seems like just a, I, I'm, I want plastic Fruit Loops. I am not going to spend the time stringing something that is going to be, like, shriveled like a deflating beach ball by the time I'm done. Yeah, Abby. join us next week when our topic is plastic <laughs> Fruit Loops and other plastic cereals. Anyway, anyway, but um, so, so I, I think that when we weren't behind the Christmas tree, we were in Leslie Fretwell's parents' bedroom. Again, so many missed opportunities. <laughs> but anyway, um, when we were watching like National Lampoon's European Vacation yes. on Betamax, and they had a craftmatic bed. They had a king-size craftmatic bed, you know, oh. like the kind that you can adjust like a hospital bed, and you can adjust the two sides differently. And so it's like, but it adjusts very, very slowly. So it's like, oh, like a really fun all evening activity for children. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's so slow. Anyway, so we would, <laughs> did you have something to add? Well, just that I saw those Craftmatic adjustable bed commercials 
constantly as a kid. I never knew anybody who had one. I think if I had heard someone who, about someone who had one, I would figure like they were the president, maybe. Well, not only did I know people who had them, but I watched movies on Betamax on that bed. And do you remember, I mean, like the, I think we probably can both agree on what was the best part of National Lampoon's European vacation. Because when the waitress takes her top off? Yes, the woman in the beer garden. Right. Uh, this was like as scandalous as it got. And this was the kind of thing that we kids were getting up to at holiday parties. Oh, yeah. No, I, feel I like remember. They've just gone downhill from here. It's like all Ted and the promotions he didn't get. Back then, it was like the, the girl in the beer garden. When you said it was all Ted, I thought you meant kids now watch like Ted Talks yeah, in the basement. Yeah. yeah. They're watching that Brene Brown vulnerability one. That's right. Kids today are so emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Like my. My uh, three-year-old watched that Elizabeth Gilbert video, and she's so much more creative now. What's your kid doing? You know, she doesn't... She isn't a genius. She has genius. Have you guys all watched that one? (laughs) I watched it. Sorry. Anyway, okay. uh, Yeah. So, uh, so Matthew... Wait, wait, wait. We didn't finish talking about uh, European Vacation. Like, that that was one of the first movies I remember seeing that had boobs in it. And, like, it was... Okay. Take it away, Matthew. No, it's just like I, I have vivid memories. Of course you do. You know, now that we're talking about it, I thought she was Dutch. Maybe Dutch. I think I she was know. Dutch. What, what did we say? European? We think we said German. Okay. We are going to get in trouble from all of our many, our many. Well, mainly from the Seychelles. Yes, but... from the Seychelles. <laughs> I think Brunei. that's where she was from. Yes. <laughs> so, Matthew, do you attend holiday parties now? Do you perhaps throw holiday parties? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I'm a bad party person. And um, I'll tell you, like, you know, I want to I ask, like, what kind of party person are you? Um, and <laughs> are you a 24-hour party Never person, Never been asked this question before. I'm like, so I will find a way to dance at your party. Oh, like, geez. even if the only music is, like, a classical guitar rendition of Green Sleeves, or, like, uh, maybe, like, the ticking of the timer on the top of your stove <laughs> or something, like, I'll you, find a way to dance to it. Can you dance to a TED Talk? <laughs> that Elizabeth Gilbert one is very moving. <laughs> maybe a TED Talk about, like, dancing like no one's watching. Yeah. That's a thing people do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you, uh, you are always hanging out near the food when I see you at a party. That, I mean, that Matthew and I thing. would party a lot That's my party together. thing. Like, if, that's, that's my security blanket is the chip bowl. You know, I will be like, you know, hmm, like I'm taking a chip. That means like I'm, I'm paying attention to your story. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm involved in this party. I'm doing a party activity. I'm eating this chip. <laughs> that's, what if, what I'm if, real awkward at parties. This is not a bit. This is true. It's real. Like when I introduce new people to Matthew, and Matthew, I love you, oh, and I don't great. think I've told you this before. But anyway, I'm always like, he just give him some time. Just give yeah. him some time. <laughs> You're yeah. going to love him. Maybe like the third time you meet him. Just, <laughs> just give him some time, you know? What do, what do I do the first couple times other than eat too many chips? It's mostly just, I don't know, like the shifting back and forth from leg to leg. Yeah, it's just a little, right. you're shifty in yeah. a certain way. I, I'm trying to get better at not uh, like only talking about what I'm doing lately with a person <laughs> I've never met. Like, let me tell you about my podcast. You, well, you usually tell them about when you did the Model UN. Yeah, let me, let me tell you about my Model UN days. It was raging. It was fire, as the kids say. And so what, fire emoji. So, so what, are, what are you... Wow. Wow. We are really up you know, on current lingo. Um, what do you drink at a holiday party? 
Well, I mean, eggnog, obviously. I, you know, I would... Okay, as a kid or, or as a now? <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoops, bedtime. <laughs> um, as a now? Um, as a now, I definitely like a, uh, like a sparkling wine, a Prosecco, a champagne, that sort of thing. What like, about a mulled wine? Uh, if, I don't exactly know what that is, but if it's there, I'll drink it. Again, like, you know, I will consume the thing I'm standing closest to at the party. <laughs> so, like, if, if it's your mom. Uh, yeah, I might consume your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Matthew, as, as, as you so often do uh-huh. for the show, you used uh, the, the world's favorite encyclopedia, and that is Wikipedia, <laughs> oh, right. to oh, find that's out true. some things about mulled wine. I lied. I said I didn't know anything about mulled wine, but um, I, I I'm learned... i to remind you. I learned that in Quebec, uh, there's... There is, <laughs> it what? Better. Quebec is in itself funny? That's how you feel about our neighbor to the north? Okay. It's a pretty funny province. Um, how do you feel about uh, Manitoba? <laughs> Oh, Manitoba. I came. hear that. I hear that Alberta is a riot. When, <laughs> when is it fire? When I was, <laughs> when I was in uh, elementary school, we learned we had to learn all of the capitals of uh, the Canadian provinces. I don't know why this was not a school in Canada. Um, and when we learned that uh, um, the capital of Regina of Saskatchewan is Regina, like. <laughs> You, there were so many giggles, we had to, like, cancel school. Which, and it's spelled Regina, right? Yeah, it's spelled Regina, but I, it's pronounced Regina. So I have a really good friend named Natalie. She won't mind my telling you this story. But her middle name is Regina, and and her her last name is Fister. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she, well, no, the best part is, is that she's married to a man whose last name is Reha. For whatever reason, she kept the Fister, too. So anyway, she's Natalie Regina Fister Reha. But as she always says when she tells you her whole name, she's like, it's Regina, which in some places is pronounced Regina. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so subtle. But anyway, um, go so glad I found a way. I to don't work remember this what in. the question was. I got off talking about provinces. Like oh, they added a new province since then, just to, just to fuck with. It. No, they didn't add Quebec. No. Oh, right, right. In Quebec, I'm, as speaking as a Quebec expert, um, that didn't deserve a laugh. Uh, there's a drink called Caribou, um, which uh, I'd never heard of before, consisting of red wine, whiskey, or other liquor, and maple syrup, of course, served hot. Uh, and uh, according to Wikipedia, this drink has been traditionally served at the Quebec Winter Carnival, where it is carried around by carnival goers in hollow plastic walking canes. <laughs> and so, it's like the Quebecois version of, of like the, the hollow Eiffel Tower that you can like drink your purple daiquiri out of in Vegas. Um, right? Or I was, I was thinking like the, the hurricane it like in, that you drink on Bourbon Street, but yes. Yeah. I'll pretend I know what that Eiffel Tower thing is. I love, so, so then you told me that you had Googled this. Oh yeah, so then I Googled like, you know, Caribou uh, Quebec drink, and the first link that came up was <laughs> 10 things kids will love at the Quebec Winter Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now I know how they roll in Quebec, and I like it. Mm-hmm. In the past couple of years, we have been invited to a holiday open house. Where we have? 
<laughs> Sorry, the royal we, I, have been invited to a holiday open house where there is mulled wine. And, and there's, there's slivered almonds and raisins in this mulled wine. And I'm so confused by why you would put a solid inside a liquid. Because mm. it just sinks to the bottom and then everybody walks around the party kind of like like shaking the cup. <laughs> like it's just so, it's so awkward. But it reminded me of Snapdragon. I would be which, the guy... So, go, go ahead. I would be the guy standing next to the bull pulling out the almonds and raisins like, I'm participating in this party. Um, but it reminded me of Snapdragon, which we talked about in the raisins episode, was Yeah, it? that sounds right. Um, do you want to refresh everyone's memory on what Snapdragon is? Because if you haven't heard this episode, you're going to be so glad that you now know what Snapdragon is. We want to bring it up. As often as possible. Uh, yeah, we're not allowed to play it here because it involves fire. Otherwise, someday I can see where this is leading. Like, we've talked about Snapdragon. This is probably the third time we've talked about Snapdragon on the, sh- on the show. We, I think and what we're really trying to say is we want to be playing Snapdragon. There, we are, that's how we're going to die. <laughs> be- because Snapdragon... I even invented a way to play Snapdragon while driving a car, as you may recall. That's right. But that's what sunroofs are for. You know, you put your... Anyway, let's explain what Maybe Snapdragon Maybe we should say is. what the game is before we go into the variations on the back of the box. <laughs> okay, Snapdragon is a game where you put some uh, almonds or raisins or something in a bowl of brandy, and then you set it on fire, and then the kids come over, and they have to pull them out <laughs> without getting burnt. <laughs> and this was apparently, like, a popular game in Europe and North America and until, until like, like, the 19th century. In, like, the description that we read of this, it said, like, you know, you should be sure to do this, like, away from furniture, and it was like, maybe like away yes. from like your entire house. Like, yep. Anyway, but so I, I, anyway, if you want to play Snapdragon on the go, which is everybody's favorite driving game when you're in traffic, <laughs> that's what those like, you know, the cup holders in, in, the, in between the seats were invented for. And then you just open the sunroof and the flames can just go out. It's a real holiday thrill. Does anyone want to play it in the alley out back after the show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. Now, The Great Courses has been around for over 25 years. Uh, you know, we remember seeing it like uh, in ads in The New Yorker when uh, when we were younger. When we were young people reading The New Yorker. <laughs> right. When yeah. We were the most insufferable young people <laughs> in America. Um, and, you know, uh, you know that The Great Courses has courses on things like, you know, ancient history and uh, fine arts. and Stuff uh, that you wish you'd studied in school and, and now... Those days are behind you, but you can still learn about them. Yes, and we're not knocking those things by any means. But now with The Great Courses Plus, you can study cooking from the comfort of your couch. Dun, dun, dun. Or, I mean, it works on mobile devices. You can set your iPad up in your kitchen and follow along with a... Culinary Institute of America trained chef. Yeah, we're particularly excited about this course called the Everyday Gourmet Rediscovering the Lost Art of Cooking, where the Lost Courses Plus teamed up with the Culinary Institute of America. Yep. And they have actual instructors from the CIA, master chefs, who are teaching you how to do all kinds of stuff from, I don't know, knife skills to baking, wine tasting. Oh, yes. I mean, wine tasting is one of those things where, like, I don't know, I kind of don't 
I kind of want to be in the privacy of my own home so you that other drink alone uh, so that other people don't hear the ridiculousness of my descriptions of, of wine or the faces you make or when the you faces sniff the wine. I make yeah. when I sniff it or how utterly wrong my assessments are yeah like I think this one is champagne and it's actually <laughs> like a Merlot <laughs> yeah uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I could, in theory, watch this stuff privately in my house and no one would have to know that I don't know anything about wine. No, but I bet you there's a way to like tweet like, you know, hey, I, I passed the wine, <laughs> the wine tasting course. I watched several lectures from the Everyday Gourmet Rediscovering the Lost Art of Cooking. And there really is like an amazing amount of information packed into each lecture, but it's totally easy to follow. It is shot really clearly so you can see exactly what's going on in the pan oh, as oh, the guy cooks. It's in 30-minute chunks. Yes. So, you know, it's like in digestible amounts of information. For uh, for our listeners who share Matthew's fantasy... Um, <laughs> Which is all of them. The Great Courses Plus is giving you an incredible offer, and that is an entire month of unlimited access to all the lectures, over 7,000 lectures, for free for one month. So to get that, a whole month free, all the lectures you want, binge it up, Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. What about mold cider? Um, well, I remember uh, spiced cider being a big thing when I was a kid. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep going back to memory lane whenever I feel like. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, spiced cider was a very festive holiday-seeming beverage and seemed, seemed like a really grown-up thing to drink. And I'm sure it was like the kind that comes in a packet, um, which, which we still definitely have in the house and is pretty darn good. It's kind of it's like a powder, right? Yeah. Like like the like the country time lemonade. It's powder. really a lot like the country time lemonade powder. That same kind of sparkly quality to it. You know, so the more I think about this this pow- these powdered beverages, the the more the more I'm falling in love with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, I had lunch the other day with Matthew and his wife Lori, who is in attendance this evening. Uh-huh. Lori, don't worry, I'm not going to humiliate you too much this time. But anyway, I learned. So we were talking about holiday beverages. I learned that Lori comes from a family that has a punch bowl and they lend it out. So if any of you (laughs) have a punch bowl need this holiday season, I've got a hookup for you. (laughs) Got her number. Anyway, but I think it's like the kind of punch bowl, right, that has like the cups that hang around the outside. I mean, I feel like if ever there were a reason for a holiday party, it is so that you can use the punch bowl or borrow Lori's family's punch bowl. So what you're saying is you're offering to hook people up with my wife after the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Well, you just fell in love with like some powdered drink That's packets. That's fine. I'm going to be over so... here with my drink packets. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I do love the punch bowl that has the cups around the outside. Unfortunately, I think like if I if I came across one of those at a party today, I haven't seen one in years. I would be like, you know, take one cup because I'm I'm the person at home who like uses seven water glasses over the course of the day, and like you know I've tried to reform and it's just not going to stick. I'm just a bad man. Um, I would be I would be like you know, take one cup and like have some punch <laughs> and and like set that cup down somewhere, like in the movie Signs. Um, I would then you know I would take another cup. I, I know that was not a good movie and few people saw it. <laughs> Um, then I, you know, then I'd be like, Oh, I want some more punch and take another cup. All the cups would be gone, uh, you know, before 90% of the people at the party got punch and I would not be invited back to that house. Um, but those things are cool and we should get one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really cool though is, uh, cheese balls. (laughs) 
these, if any of you... I have said that so many times. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I feel like there's got to be, like, a weird cheese thing at every holiday party. Like, I mean, cheese straws, which are not really weird. It's just, like, puff pastry sprinkled with cheese, twisted up, baked. Nothing weird about that. Totally lovable. But the cheese ball, at least where, where my people are from, which is Oklahoma... That's my mom. (laughs) 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 The cheese ball, I think, it's a pimento cheese ball, right? Rolled in, like, I think, crushed up pecans or walnuts. And we always had some neighbors. I hope they don't listen to this show. We (laughs) always had some neighbors who would give us one as a gift. I think they always invited us to their holiday party as well, where the rest of the cheese balls were in attendance. (laughs) But anyway, anyway, they would give it to us, wrapped in, uh, you know, like, cellophane, gathered at the top with a little bow and whatever, and... At my I come from a, 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 a people that scorns cheese balls, despite living oh. in, in an area of cheese balls. But my mom, when I was in college, she knew how much I reveled in the destruction of the cheese ball, and she would save it for me. She's dying right now. She would save it for me for when I got home for the holidays, and we would take it out into the driveway, and I would do one of those like things where you like leap up, and as you leap up, you throw the thing down between your legs. And I was al- I was allowed to do this with the cheese ball, and if you if it was securely wrapped in cellophane, it would just like like flatten itself beautifully. I mean, it was like a real physics lesson. But anyway, that's my like fond memory of, of cheese balls. So I, I have a lot of questions about this. But first of all, if anyone <laughs> like, how did I figure this out? How did you figure out how to how to break a cheese ball by smashing it? <laughs> Are you an apple fell on your head? <laughs> one day, and the next day you're like, hmm, this could work with cheese balls, too. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, has anyone here listened to episode two of Spilled Milk, the winter squash episode? Oh, I'm, I, don't, yeah. I'm, don't go back and listen Please. to it. I'm sure it's not good. But I believe in that episode, Molly describes her method for busting open a winter squash, and it's exactly the same as her cheese ball destru- <laughs> destruction method. Yeah, yeah. What else do you do this with? I've done it with coconuts as okay. well. <laughs> that's how you made your well, coconut well, bra. That's how I made my coconut bra. <laughs> How'd you get it to split perfectly down the middle like that? I scored it carefully before throwing it in the driveway. Good idea. Do you, do you have any other methods of destroying cheese balls? Like <laughs> I've actually never eaten one. That's what that was going to be my next question. Like I, when I was a kid, so cheese balls, I feel like fell into a whole category of foods that I didn't like as a kid, which was like stuff you would get at Hickory Farms. Did, did you have hickory? Is that a national thing? Hickory yes, farm? yeah, yeah. My dad would get, like, gift baskets from, okay. from patients and things like that. Hickory farms. They would have, like, the meat stick, uh, some sort of cheddar. This, so this was a store at the mall and probably also a catalog that specialized in, like, edible gift assortments. It was like a Harry and David's, only it was, like, meat and cheese. yeah. And I feel, I feel like Harry and David's had like, you know, some pretensions to being upscale that Hickory Farms didn't really. They were, they were, <laughs> Hickory so, Farms. so diplomatic of you. Well, but I mean, they were, they were like, you know, rustic and folksy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like probably if they're still around, like they, they have some like hipster cred because of their folksiness and their, and their lumberjack shirts. Um, so, uh, right. So, so like, I didn't like the, the summer sausage. Um, I didn't like, I, I thought I didn't like these things. Honestly, the truth was I didn't want to try them in like that kid way. Like, I know I'm not going to like this. Um, but so you've never tasted the cheese ball either. No. Great. No. We're, and we, we got up here holding ourselves out as cheese ball experts. And now the truth comes out. 
You're but not taping you know this, right, I, Abby? You know what I am an expert in, and that is caroling parties. Oh, has, boy. Has anyone attended one of these? I don't think they've happened in the whole world since I was a child, well, actually. That's, I think that they died out in, like, the 1600s, except in this small pocket of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay, but wait, but do people still go caroling? No. Okay, that's a no. That's wow. a hard no. Because wow. I, I remember doing this too, that like we, you would go it's... knock on someone's door and force them to stand yeah, there while you so sing songs. so strange. And it would be like a whole like band of us, like marauders, like walking around the neighborhood with our like song books and we'd knock on people's doors and then they'd be forced to stand there while we just sang to them. I this... mean, it sounds really awkward. Um, did, this probably, and yet I loved it. This probably turned into an inquisition more times than not, right? Like, hi, we're your neighborhood Christians. <laughs> we've got some songs and some questions for you. <laughs> hey, you know what I just we, realized? We've come with good news. <laughs> we, we, haven't, we haven't spiked our eggnog yet, have we? No, but I think that ship has sailed. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no Matthew's like, oh, <laughs> No, I need, it, I need it now. <laughs> um, so, like, what if, like, could we get together and go caroling? Oh, or could I just, like, like carol you right be, now? Like, how would that be, like, it's more than a feeling. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. <laughs> no, no. Um, that's what we need. We need to revive caroling, but like combine it with like cool songs because I hate Christmas songs, but I love Boston. Um, uh, so it, it, like it could be. <laughs> I was thinking wait, some Christopher Cross. Wait, I've got it. Carol okay. Oh, right? Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the name no. is bad, but it's a good idea. Like, if you, yeah, if you open your door and, like, and there was, like, a group of, like, people in skinny jeans <laughs> singing, like, some Bieber, some Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, these, these are probably very difficult songs to sing co- compared to, like, Oh Come All Ye Faithful. But... I'm just, like, imagining Flostradamus caroling. <laughs> like... like... If DJs caroled, like, if they didn't have, like, a songbook, like, I'm kind of thinking you could put the turntables, like, in one of those, like, things that a ballpark, like, candy vendor carries yes. around. Like, you take your turntables around through the neighborhood. I, I like this a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do it. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> but but I, I want to just want to go around in my neighborhood just singing songs and bringing happiness and cheer to people. And You and, know, you could do that other ways. Like, you could do a white elephant gift exchange. Yes, I, I'm, I'm sure my the neighbors in my apartment building would be real into that. <laughs> We're real close. <laughs> Especially, is the guy upstairs who makes clunking sounds all day for no, re- no apparent reason here? No? Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, um, I, so, so we have a holiday party at Delancey every year. And for maybe like half the years that we've been doing this, we have had uh, a white elephant gift exchange. Sometimes people just bring gifts and then everybody's so horrified by the whole ceremony of it that we never get around to opening them. But anyway, a couple of years ago, um, uh, one of, one of our chefs had recently become a father to twins and anyway, it was the it was my proudest moment as a white elephant gift exchanger because basically what I had decided to offer as my contribution, and I wrapped it up all neatly, was um, a a box of pregnancy tests. 
like the actual box that I had, like, like one of them was missing because I had <laughs> used it to find out that I was pregnant with my child who's now four years old. Oh, so it's a good luck so, pregnancy test So this had been, box. like, at the bottom of, like, a drawer in the bathroom for a long time. Anyway, there was one pregnancy test left in the box. The box was very clearly open. It had already expired. Anyway, I wrapped it up. And, you know, of course, like, it was chosen randomly by the couple who had just had twins. <laughs> I was so delighted with oh, myself. Oh, that's great. I was so delighted. I just, I feel like maybe I should have another child or something just so I can buy another pregnancy test to, like, give away the extra one. I don't think they, like, card you when you buy <laughs> you them. Don't think, I don't have to be like, yeah, I'm actually trying to get right. pregnant. I'm not just giving this as a white elephant gift. Or, like, No. Maybe. So here's um, a, a white elephant experience that I had was, um, I, I've had a couple actually. So um, a couple years ago, we went to a Hanukkah party uh, thrown by some friends of ours um, where like uh, the, someone in the family, I don't remember, like, like, uh, like uh, someone's brother or something, dresses up as Hanukkah Harry and, uh, and gives useful gifts. So everyone's supposed to bring a useful gift for, for Hanukkah Harry to put in his sack, and then he gives out useful gifts. Um, and Wait, is one this year... a normal thing, Hanukkah Harry? No. Does this exist everywhere? <laughs> no, it, it, it started with an SNL skit, sketch, I think, right? It's like, it's like the original like David Pumpkins or something? It's the original David Pumpkins. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, we need to talk about something. Um, I'm going to finish this story in a bit, but have you, how do you feel about David Pumpkins at this point, Molly? Because I sent... I, I, <laughs> Introduced you sent me Molly. the link for David Puff. Yes. Pump- I was a David Puffins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to David Puffins. You know, I don't think it's funny at all. And yet I understand that the whole world has been like bitten by <laughs> David Puffins fever. Yeah, I mean, like when the news comes out David tomorrow, Puffins, like, you I know, for, at first people it. are going to be sad that Molly was murdered by a mob <laughs> at the podcast taping. But then when they find out why, they're going to be like, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, I don't get it. But you okay. love it. I love it. So where was I? In fact, I, uh, my daughter and I carved three jack-o'-lanterns this year. And the middle one was David S. Pumpkins and the, and the two alongside were the skeletons. Um, maybe no one saw this, this sketch. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe everyone's over it and I'm like the weird guy who's still into it. Like this friend <laughs> I once had who um, was really into the show Knight Rider in like 2008. <laughs> and talked about little else. I'm going to well, be that guy. It's kind of like, though, when people find out that you're into something, and so they start giving you that oh, thing yes. as, like, a gift, and then, like, 25 years later, they're still giving you that thing. <laughs> like, I remember that my... I, I, have this, I have a half-brother, and he found out that I liked these, like, these, like, little teddy bears that, like, you dressed up in various clothing. Um, and anyway, I think that he and his wife were giving them to me, like, well into my college years. They, were, they like, filled, like, my childhood closet. Is this, like, um, how... Um, when... I'm now going to be disowned. <laughs> no, well, and then I'm going to be disowned in just a moment because this, this reminds me of uh, uh, when uh, my mom, who is in the audience and who I love very much... Um, <laughs> Uh, when when uh, my wife and I were first married, um, uh, started giving us snow globes as if she thought snow globes was going to be our thing. <laughs> and, and at some point, we have to say, we had to say like snow gloves are, is not going to be our thing. We're oh my god! Gonna... So you, wait, you actually said it? I think so. I don't know. Like how, that's how, how I remember the story. How many years did you let it go on? Probably you... other people have their own versions of the story. It's like Rashomon. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
another thing. Oh, wait, I never finished the Hanukkah story, did I? Did I? <laughs> Thanks a lot. Go on, go okay. on. So, um, uh, one at this party, like this, probably six years ago now. Uh, Hanukkah Harry gave us a big ass roll of duct tape, <laughs> and we are still using that roll of duct tape. That's that's like that roll of duct tape and I are going to be together for life. I think it, it doesn't seem to. It's like a Hanukkah Does. miracle in that I keep using it and it seems like there's still just as much there. We didn't talk about like some of the other food that you find at uh, at a stereotypical holiday party. Yeah. Um, like uh, like the the tin of Danish butter cookies. Yes. The, How do you the feel blue about this? tin with all of them in their like little muffin cups. There's something so promising about that. I know. When you first open it up, you feel like I don't know. You just feel invincible, yeah. and then and then you like, then you take one of them out, and you realize that this is like a finite tin. You see, that there's only like one layer below it, and everything just feels hollow. It makes you <laughs> it reminds you of that Danish waitress from European vacation. <laughs> um, when you took her muffin cups off, like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Molly, you put on oranges spiked with cloves centerpiece. Explain, please. <laughs> so Matthew and I got together the other day and did some brainstorming. Yeah. And I was like, hey, remember those holiday centerpieces where you'd like, you know, Abby's probably at home doing this for the holidays, too. <laughs> right? Spiking her, uh, her orange with cloves Is and it? then just putting it in the middle of the table. Yeah. Re- Wait, do you really do it? Oh! <laughs> Oh, anyway, yes. yeah, that exists too. Um, so yeah, so is that is that like a thing that like young kids would try to eat? No. Okay. Um, so like all of these things, like <laughs> this, this is kind of what I remember of, of of holiday parties as a kid. Again, I'm back on memory lane. I can't I can't get off memory lane. That you know sometimes we would have pizzas delivered to the basement. Um, and that was so much better than whatever the stupid grown-ups were eating, like the cheese balls. They were probably trying to eat the spiked oranges <laughs> and, uh, you know, drinking grown-up drinks. And, you know, maybe maybe we would have, like, that kind of punch that kids get that has, like, orange sherbet dissolved in soda, yeah, which like, is I the still, greatest. I still kind of don't understand why holiday parties aren't just the things that people really love to eat, like pizza and burgers and... Hot Pockets would be fine. Hot Pockets. Everybody's favorite party food. Um, I have one more uh, white elephant story. Yes. Uh, this. Um, <laughs> does it involve Hanukkah Harry? <laughs> this one does not involve Hanukkah Harry. Um, this was in uh, like fourth grade, I think. No, it was... It, yeah, fourth grade. We'll say fourth grade. Um, it's really important to everyone that I get it exactly <laughs> right, right? Um, we had a white elephant gift exchange in my class, um, like around the holiday time, and our teachers explained how this would work, that everyone would be assigned numbers, uh, and uh, the f- number one would, uh, would be able to go and like choose any gift they want uh, from the wrapped gift pile. Uh, and then a person number two could either choose their own gift from the pile uh, or um, could uh, steal the gift from person number one and stick them with a different gift from the pile. Um, this, the, <laughs> then there were seven more rules. This is very complicated. Um, so so uh, 
I, we, they drew the numbers, and I ended up with the, the highest number, the last number. So I'm like, yeah. There was one gift that everybody wanted as soon as it appeared, which was a big-ass box of homemade chocolate chip cookies. And so I'm like, I'm number 32 or whatever. I got this. Uh, so, you know, my, my number comes up last. I, I go to the chocolate chip cookie. Per, I, you know, I take the last gift. I give it to the chocolate chip cookie person. I'm like, yeah. And then... I'm like, okay, we're done. I'm going to go home and eat all of these cookies. Uh, and our, then our teachers announced, and by the way, person number one gets one last chance to exchange their gift with whoever they want. And so that person came right over to me and gave me their gift, which was a pair of used gaiters for wading like in a swamp or something. I still don't really know what they are. They were like some camouflage pieces of fabric that I immediately threw in the garbage. And if that, I don't know who that kid was, but fuck that kid. <laughs> I'm, apparently I'm, I was scarred by this. Uh, you remember that in really exquisite detail. It's probably one of my earliest and strongest memories. Is my if my therapist is listening to this episode, like you can build like me for you've that. Gotten to the bottom of things here. This episode was brought to you by Sock Club. Sock Club, it's a little gift with a big impact that's going to make you look like an expert gift giver this holiday season. Each package includes quality American-made socks, a customizable gift message, and a printable membership certificate, so all you last-minute shoppers are covered, too. That's exactly it. And these are great socks. We wear them. We love them. Uh, and just for listeners of Spilled Milk, you can get 15% off a subscription. Just go to SockClub.com and use the code MILK at checkout. Give Sock Club this holiday season. Well, um, thank you all for being here. Do yeah. You, do you have anything you want to add? I don't know. Like, uh, Please invite us to your holiday party. Oh, we're so much fun. Please put your almonds and raisins in the mold wine so that I can walk around just like... And Matthew has something to do with his hands. That's right. Maybe if I come to your party and you just like, give me a slinky or a Rubik's Cube or something, <laughs> I'll be a lot more fun. <laughs> um, thanks again uh, to Sexual Awaken Baking. Oh, we also want to mention oh. that they are going to be doing another show next month. It's going to be at Scratch Deli. And if you go follow them on Facebook or like them, whatever it is you do on Facebook, uh, they'll be announcing more information about that on their Facebook page. Yeah, I don't think we'll be participating in that show, so it'll probably be even more fun. Um, and uh, thanks again to Alicia Sanchez, who is super hilarious, and we love her. She, she does shows all over town all the time. Google her. You will find them. Um, and uh, we're going to get a drink at the bar after this. Uh, I haven't had anything to drink yet tonight. Um, and uh, so, you know, continue this. It'll be like an adult holiday party. We will talk about Ted's promotion. Um, <laughs> You know, we'll uh, we'll talk about creativity and awakening our inner spark or whatever the fuck. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Molly's going to spike I a cheese ball. I already threw the cheese ball down. Um, <laughs> the spike, that's what you call that thing I did with oh, it. Oh, like, like a volley, with a volleyball. Yes, like just, uh, like, you know, with like the heel of your hand, right? But, but you also said spike the orange and you meant something different. It seems like this word can mean many things. Anyway. Okay, so anyway. Um, anyway. So, uh, uh, go say it. 
Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Now, we did something unusual this time. Um, Molly didn't think that was going to happen because uh, the unusual thing we did was uh, when we got together to brainstorm for the show, we actually wrote the closing joke. But then I thought, I, I like, why deprive these people uh, of the, like, you know, backpedaling and wheel spinning that always ends one of our live episodes when we try and try and try to come up with that closing joke that usually we spend 17 minutes trying to think of when we tape the podcast. Anyway, uh... Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Come see us next time at the Tacoma Dome. We'll be in the parking lot caroling. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks again. (laughs) Um, Wow. I feel like, I feel like that's all I've got. Okay. Wow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.